This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Barbarian. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the electric, eclectic, ramrod stiff, tougher than stool, ready to rip, ready to strip, ready to make a count, Mr. Justin Whiteout. How's it going, sir? I mean, it's going, man. Beginning of the week, you know, gearing up, gearing up to uh, tackle the work, work week. How about yourself? I'm always on, man. Never off. It's exhausting. I'm like uh, Apple support. Yeah. 24-7 service. You talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's nanny? Yep. Pretty good. Little girl, would you like to drink some of your mother's vagina-flavored water? God. That's what How she does. How old's Apple? Gwyneth Paltrow days. has a horde of vagina-themed items. I think she, she had like a vagina-scented candle or something, correct? That's what you're talking about? I don't. I didn't hear that on Goop that she had other, that she diversified into other things you've heard are you making it up or you heard something about this i well i ate a giant bar right before the show so <laughs> goop you ever hit goop on the old uh I'm internet scared, browser scared to death of it scared mm. to death of it it's a good name man I, I feel like goop could have gone to a better something that we'd be more interested in you know goop but you know it's, it's gwyneth paltrow's lifestyle website and, well you know, it people sucks made fun because of it. there's one a great actor's son is getting chastised at school because of that Gwyneth Paltrow business. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I heard they tied up Goop McNary in the shower and really gave him what for. <laughs> Scoot had Goop? Yeah, Scoot. Scoot had Goop, and Goop got uh, obliterated by other teenagers because of Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, business. Scoot. I think it's his God-given name, or is that some nickname that's stuck in, or stage name? I need to know what's his what's his what's his real name? His, Zachary. His real name is definitely Scott. You think so? It's got to be right. I don't know. I never thought about I'm, it. I'm looking at it. Scoot McNary. Guy's been in everything since Monsters. Like he's super castable forever. Yeah, because he's great. Mm-hmm. And he's got John a great Marcus name. McNary. Uh oh, divorced. You want to hear something awful? He divorced the actress from Monsters. Yeah, as soon as he could. No, recently. Yeah, that was as soon as he could. Her, her name is Whitney Abel. They have uh, two children, Goop and Ploop. She's in movies still. That blows my mind. Is the she thing really? that scares me is we're considerably older than Scoot McNary. I'm not surprised. I feel like that's a man that I could be friends with, though, Scoot. I have a feeling you know. he gets into serious mode and is yeah, yeah incorrigible. 
No, I well, I don't know. I, I know I knew someone that was on an actor that was on set of that show he was on. Halt and Catch Fire, one of the best. And he was nice, and they said he was nice, and he sat around and talked to people. Yeah, but I bet you, you'll be sitting out by the fire having a few drinks one night, and he gets deeply withdrawn into himself. You yeah. know, maybe he's up for a role, or maybe he's got sure. a particular soliloquy he's having trouble with, and all of a sudden he's a super douche. Can't yeah, be my bothered. friend. And then you're like, Scoot, don't you want to play this game of, you know, like, deep tongue twister mm. with us? And he's like, man, I'm an artist. G- give me some space. You think he zones out and goes in, or what you're saying, inner, inner, inner Scoot? Yeah. But yeah, you know what? The work speaks for itself. I mean, blew up in a wheelchair. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you think that... He's taking himself seriously, and he hears, uh, Scoot, need you on set. You know, like, I mean, it's hard to be. Isn't like, that uh, what turtle crap is called? Scoot? Am I mistaken? Oh, God. That's, this might be the biggest Zoom of all time. Are you, does turtle crap have a name? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Scoot. It's, there's no way it is, because you would have never stopped talking about it. And I would have known this before, before now. Turtle Scoot. Oh, man, he scooted on my yep. pillow. Tell, okay, read it. Hold on a second. Let me just find it. Oh no. Okay. So, shit. No, that's what's on their shell. Scoots still a good zoom. Their, yeah, it's what's, what's on their a, shell. What's a scoot? Like a pattern? Those are the specialized plates. Scoot. When I had a, an aquatic turtle, I had to have a scoot filter, and I assumed it was for their poops, but I guess it's for their shed shell casings. Okay. I have some new pets today. All right. Let's hear it. My son still is fishless, by the way. We've never gotten. We never made it with those. You know, made we out have, with we those have fish. To work they on that. Uh, I, I did get two new fish today, but I got two. Halloween crabs. I don't, I've never heard Halloween crabs. What's I've that never mean? seen them either, but now I have two. Why do they call them Halloween crabs? Because they're very colorful, with uh, red and black and all that. Mine has a lot of blue on it too. They are about the size of your fist, and they're non-aquatic. They're land turtles, and they oh are my goodness. arrogant. And they're they're adult. land turtles. I think you I mean, said I'm crabs. Sorry, I'm sorry, land crabs. They're they're because oh. I've I've never had completely other. I don't have hermit crabs, but I've never had a pet completely land-based crab. They've always needed at least semi-aquatic. I'm thrilled. Wow, interesting. And, and you got a new cage? That, no, cage I have, I have plenty of cages. Plenty of cages. So, it's, they're in, I, keep them, I keep them in a tank. But yeah, they're great. Are they thrilled with their new surroundings? Could they, did they look happy? Well, so it was funny because I was at the pet store and the girl that w- showed me them, because I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. about getting them, because I thought the tank was empty because they burrow. Right. And she was poking around so violently trying to unearth one that I felt like it was dangerous to leave them there because of how violent she was with that tank. I was Dang. like, she's going to kill them. And then I saw how huge they were. I thought they were going to be tiny. They were huge. How big? Show me. I mean, they're like... In your hands. Oh, my God. They're huge. They're they are big. big. And they got, yeah, big old claws. And they're, um, she, one of them got away. I was, I was like looking the other way and she dropped, like it got away and scooted, scooted underneath mm-hmm. something and disappeared. So there was the yes. entire, the entire team of the pet store was trying to find this damn escaped crab. Oh, my goodness. And I, I, I'm it? the one who found it. Thank you. And now, and nice. now, I, f- I felt they were—they weren't taking good care of them, so now they're mine. Two questions for you: How That's much? Good. Well, three. How much do they cost? Twenty dollars each. Yeah. So forty dollars total. What did you name them? I haven't yet. I don't really name animals. I Maybe find that fans. See, you don't name animals. We have a, we have a policy, my daughter and I. Okay. Because other than cats and dogs, whenever and rabbit, if we name something, it dies. Really. Typically. She had, she had a bad streak there where she named, she was putting a lot of love into naming these beach 
and then something would happen. So she has okay. a group of emerald swifts that I oversee now called the Godzilla Gang. There's a, <laughs> there's six of them, and they're all named after various Godzilla enemies. I wish we were part of the Godzilla <laughs> Gang, by the way. But I don't. They're not. You can't tell them apart. So it's just. And they've lived famously. But every other animal that we have, we made a point not to name. That, okay, so that's good. And then the third question is, do you have to feed them Halloween candy? Is that why they call them Halloween crabs? Yeah. Are you throwing in Smarties, elephant peanuts? What 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 do they eat? Cotton candy? Nerd rope. That's all they eat. Just mm. it's from the wild. You and I saw a movie yesterday, and you got a new candy, or at least new to us, or new to me. Is it new to you? No. Oh, so you've seen it before? Mm-hmm. What was it called? I don't remember. Like Nerd Cluster? Nerd. Nerd clusters, it's like it's a gummy surrounded by nerds. Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. It's a texture thing because I love those raspberries. It sort of reminds me of a little bit. And you were it looked so strange because you wore a tux to this film and you were popping those in your mouth. Yeah, of course. Anyway, I actually yeah, brought a golden shoe that I rolled them down. As a, it was a high a high pump. I rolled rolled the candies down the golden pump into my mouth. That's awesome. I got red vines. Are red vines? They're not cool, right? That's an uncool candy. Right, no, red vines. No, red vines are the cool. Twizzlers are the uncool. Is that true? Yeah. I feel like r- red vines, people just don't like that much. No, actually, red vines are great. Fester's uncle. Uh, yeah. The red vines are great, except they, um, they're they way better stale. Way better. Yeah, and they, you notice they make them smaller now? They used to be huge. Well, they, they still make the huge ones. They do? Where? I, don't, I haven't seen them. Not at the theater. There's, there's a shop called Huge Red Vines. No, you could still get the one with the porous holes where you could drink out of them. Yeah, of course. Are you know that for a fact, or are you wishing that into existence? No, they exist. What is Hope that candy shop on... that, um, what's-her-face, what Paris Hilton they... was involved with? Sugar, 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 or something? I don't know. They still have them. But I'm just saying that, you know, there's this thing, I can't remember what they call it, there's a term for it, but it's like, you know, a lot of, you know, during COVID, during inflation, a lot of people like companies are making their products smaller you know and it's like maybe putting less chips in a bag or i get that chobani yogurt that's definitely a smaller size than it used to be but they 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 reduce what you get but they the prices is the same or higher and so i feel like that maybe they made that decision with red red vines one of my favorite musicians sings a song about red vines ub40 is this a joke or is this real amy mann she actually that was a good joke too ub40 was a good joke but amy mann has a song called cigarettes and red vines and it's great Really, and she's yeah. one of your favorites, huh? She is really one of my favorites. She, it may how, well, be, how do you? It may be on how, the Magnolia soundtrack, actually. How do you feel about Michael Penn, her her husband? I like him too. I do too. And John Bryan, who they collaborate with a lot, mm-hmm. and Brian James. Both R.I.P. Mm-hmm. This movie, I'm going to tell you before we when we get to it, uh, it's it's got a connection to a movie that we've done recently, and a, a surprising connection. I don't think you know it. What's the movie? Shark Night. Do you want me to just tell it now that I built it up? Yeah. The director of this movie is Zach Kreger. Yeah. Married to Sarah Paxton, the star Ugh, of Shark Poor Night. guy. Poor girl. It's cool. Sarah Paxton. Yeah, I guess we should stop beating around the old... Guys, it's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We make smooth sounds at the railway station. Get all bunk-headed. We sweep-talk the Pope into some data mining. <laughs> we crake and bake. We slice meat on the ceiling. We time warp into our own underpoops. Take the whip out for a walkabout, hand the devil a milkshake. We drop a wet coat over a dry woman, and we stitch together a sadness quilt in remembrance for Earth's ghost. Watch a movie through destructed, digitized, 8-bit catawalling eyes. Seamstress-touched eyes stare deeply into the funnels of a film, pulling back the aperture of meat and slick, disseminating it, sign what makes or breaks, sharing it with you, the listener. So we're talking about Tuck Everlasting. Talk about the scene where Tuck talks about his favorite white rapper. Talk about the little moments. 
not talking about Everlast, is he? Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you mean? Just two hours of talk talking about Everlast. <laughs> Why is it called Tuck Everlasting? Were I have they no immortal idea. or something? I wonder if he's they're immortal. They and his name's Tuck. That's tough. Interesting. That's a tough name. No, it's a cool name if you can pull it off. I guess it's short for Tucker. It's not a name that you hear very much these days, but it probably will come back. Tucker? I'm into it. Yeah, Braves have a pitcher named Tucker, but I th- I, I'd like to think that his name is just Tuck. What's your relationship with Barbarian? My relationship is that I wanted to see it. I knew who the director was. I'm, I somewhat followed the guy, Zach Kreger, was in the... Uh, yeah, a, a, the com- in- an act I'm not too fond of. You don't like him. Uh, the whitest kids you know. I'm surprised you don't like them because I feel like some of their humor you you would definitely like. Well, I mean, I've seen a small amount, and what I saw I did not like, but maybe it's better. And they lost one of their, tragically, one of their, their founding members last year. He died accidentally. He, like, fell off his porch. He was, like, drinking or something. I don't, I don't really know what happened, but he was a really funny guy, uh, Trevor Moore. He's actually a really funny guy. Anyway, so I knew about him, and then, but I didn't know he was a director. I guess he isn't. I guess he really wasn't a director until now. This is his first film. And I just wanted to see the movie. I, I kept meaning to go to see it, and I couldn't get out to it. And then we saw it together, which was great, because I, don't, I didn't think you were that interested in it. So. Well, I brought it up first about us seeing it a few weeks back, and then Did it kind you? of drifted away. And we went out uh, with some friends uh, last week to see Fletch. And yeah, confess two Fletch. Of, yeah, two of them had seen this, and they didn't really rave about it, but they said it's worth seeing, and they said not to know anything about the movie going in, which I guess is fine. I don't think it means... I think it helps. I don't think, I it, think helps. it helps. I think it definitely helps the first part, because if you don't know anything going in, that first part can go a lot of different ways. It kind of turns a little bit more conventional towards the end, which is fine, but it's, it's a weird film. It's fun. I think it's conventional as hell. I mean, the structure isn't the premise is and it's I mean they certainly do the slow burn I think it's almost an hour into the movie before kind of things happen they do some weird things in this movie some unexpected things which I liked yeah they do um, and it saves I, it in some respects because it could have been really yeah. not great Cash Richard Brake is a nice guy which is such a oh wait I'm sorry I was pretty excited to see Richard Brake show up. I did not know he was in it yeah a lot but of, anyway you know a, a lot of folks that are listening probably don't have the ability to see this movie right away and hopefully you do. And hopefully it inspires you to go out and support a small movie in the theaters. But Oh, man. I know that there's a percentage of folks who don't listen to this show for movie information. <laughs> They're not getting their fix from us. So hopefully. That's but a good point. That's I, a good point because you're, you're saying a lot of people haven't seen this. So may, are we gonna, we're going to ruin the movie because we, that's what we do. We just talk about everything. Right. So should we should we say don't listen to this guy? I mean, we could say that, movie? but I mean, it's this show is so engaging. I don't think people could f- fight it. It's like a drug. Like you yeah. could tell a guy not to take Molly until he's seen Barbarian, but he's going to take that Molly. Yeah, it's too late. Is that what you it's think called? The thir- what Molly? Yeah, taking yeah. it is that mm-hmm. a fair term? Yeah, I think okay, so. Cool. Yeah, we sound cool too. Like, Jessica Chastain did it, did it right? Do you ever do you ever um, take Molly yourself? No, I had some. Fly. I had some Molly's. You ever in fly a, with Mall? I, I think that's the kids too. Molly's in it at one point. <sighs> so we're gonna spoil the film, but yeah. I have to say, I'm gonna give a little spoiler myself. Let me zoom in. I took about zero nerd, uh, notes during this movie, and I was just kind of engaged with the film. I about 20 minutes in, I, I see Nick scribbling. I'm like, wait, he brought a notebook in here, and so you actually did take some notes throughout. I'm a professional. And I, I started to take notes on my phone, and I didn't i took one note well what folks don't realize is justin sets his phone to 3000 lumens so it will be in a movie and all of a sudden 
it'll be like the scene in T2 and the bomb went off. <laughs> and, and I look behind me, Linda Hamilton's hanging on to the chain. It's fucked up. So I'm glad you didn't take notes on your phone. I'd rather you be a complete amateur. I did try to, uh, to tone down the screen uh, brightness. You I, did? I was that polite. Yeah. You're welcome. It and was, then I took one it note. It was only the Mojave Desert at 3 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> anyway, so what's your relationship to this film? I mean, we saw it together, yeah. but... We saw it together. I, I'm very skeptical of horror movies in today's climate because typically the things that get the accolades or the attention end up pissing me completely off. From the Babadook to... I loved it. What's it called? The Devil? What's it called? The Witch? It. Uh, loved it. To, uh, I, don't, I mean, even It Follows and then, which I, I like. It. I like it now. And then it, they come at night or whatever that shit was called. Didn't like it, yeah. We saw that together. There's, and there's a couple other... People are so desperate to be part of the ground movement for a, a horror film that they do go overboard. I think it's kind of true. I get jealous of people. There's a Fantastic Fest that's happening right now, so some of this is happening where there's films that you know you, no one's seen yet and people are kind of raving about them. But I, th- I think Nick's kind of right where it's almost like sometimes a movie plays with this, aud- this kind of critical audience or this audience full of critics and they're like, this is the se- second coming of horror. Well, this I was a part of that movement and... for almost 20 years, right? And I, right. I think that's one of those great power, great responsibility things because I think a lot of people, it's about that visceral being first, you know, being sure. the first guy to talk about something. Mm-hmm. The problem is the other shoe eventually drops, and then you're, you're forced to, your words get cheaper. It was funny because I was actually, recently I was trying to find an old trailer. There was like an old movie trailer that they blurred me on, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the ads. And I was thinking about how hungry we were to get a pull quote, sometimes at the expense of, you know, doing right by our audience. And I think it's so exacerbated now because it's such a bigger pond and the fish are so much smaller. It's, it's, I understand why they're gasping for the spotlight because it's harder to get in there. It's just a matter of if I was a, you know, if you're actually reading or or listening to this stuff as a true resource, you're going to go down a lot of paths that maybe you could have avoided. That's it. Well, I think sometimes, though, too, is that, you know, smaller, like horror films, like and just smaller films in general, they do need that kind of trumpeting. Well, you know, and, and they you kinda, know, they do need to have some kind of buzz, even if it's artificial, created for them to get people in and, seats. And I got to be, know? I mean, honestly, too, horror fans are a lot more accommodating. They're willing to oversee a lot of flaws because they're getting that, those, you know, if there's, if there's a hard, especially older ones, but. If there's a few cool scenes, then it really kind of justifies the time. It's not like a like a like a drama. So I understand it. You know, if a couple of things push your buttons, I get it. Like I I was a champion of Phantasm Two and you know movies that had maybe one moment in them. So I mm-hmm. get it. So I'm, it's just I think movies that this is not an art film. This is kind of a wrong turn type of movie, in a way. It's, it's barbarian. I mean, there's a. I mean, if I you think so. of the, yeah. the general conceit. Now we're in spoiler territory, so. The general conceit about this incestuous pack of people that have just inbred themselves into lunacy, killing people, is not a new idea. Mm-mm. No, no, and I think that's maybe one of the things that's kind of the most, like when that turns out to be the reveal, that's kind of like, okay, that's fine. But I think that everything else surrounding it's really cool. And, you know, this movie didn't, did this, ha- did this have like a lot of buzz coming out? It did. I know a lot it, of people. Well, it, I think part of it too is like Arnon Milshan was one of the producers on it. I know Jordan Peele kind of consulted a little bit on it to some extent. It has legitimate pedigree. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. so, And it's, it's a theatrical movie. It actually had a pretty wide release, considering. It's doing really well. 
Yeah. Well, it's and, like, yeah. It's, it's doing really well, actually. It's like made like 30 million or something in the box office. So like kind of unexpectedly doing great. I think they expanded the the release this weekend that we saw it. Did they expand Fletch by chance? No. There's a kind of. Did you notice there's kind of a movement online to get people to see it? Like people are kind of keep trying to say how great. You know, it is a. I love it. Really fun it's movie. A lot of fun. Yeah. So they've been there's they've been trying to get word of mouth. I think it's I think it's sort of working as far as like people more people are seeing it than than would have otherwise. But yeah, it's it got dumped. What's the premise of Barbarian? Premise is a woman named Tess has traveled to Det- Detroit City for uh, she's going to start working for a documentarian, a filmmaker that she greatly admires. Is that why and, it's called um, Barbarian? I know why it's called Barbarian. I think it's kind of in a way the director you might have had. He said when he was writing the script, instead of he just titled it "Barbarian" for fun, like he wasn't thinking, and then it just stuck. Because I was wondering why they titled it that. Uh, he said he just liked the title, that's he, so he kept it. It's not bad. It's a good, it's a memorable title. What's it supposed to be called? No, Rental? I mean I, I don't know, but but "Barbarian" is a dumb name for it. Anyway, she's she's traveling. It's um, raining, and she arrives to an. Airbnb, right? Like a rental property that she has booked online and uh, she can't get in. The code doesn't work, you know, uh, or it, she gets the code to work and there's no key in the little lockbox. She's trying to call the place that rented it to her. Or they're not answering. And so she's kind of stuck. Like she's, it's a weird neighborhood. Everything's dark except this one house. And, and she, then she realizes that there's, there's someone in the house and the guy answers the door and, and it's another renter. They, they kind of double book them. And so that's kind of how the movie starts. It's, it starts with this. She's confused, and then is this this mystery guy? Is he he invites her in so they can figure it out, and she goes in, which is not very smart. And you're you know they kind of set up this whole thing. Is is he lying to her? Is this like a setup? Is she being set up? That's how the movie kicks off. It's and, not the premise and, necessarily. And this man but. is played by Bill Skarsgård, and he plays mm-hmm. Keith. Plays Keith, and she plays Tess. Did yeah, I mention that? You did. And I forgot what's the actress's name. Georgina. Georgina Campbell. Okay. Hmm. She's a she's actually a, an English actress. She has every right to come on over this the sea to work here. No, but you would never know. She's. I thought she was great in this. I had never. At least I didn't recognize her. She reminded sure me of of M. Guga Raw, whatever, a little bit, and mm-hmm. Smollett a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. she's her own person. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, you're watching a movie. That's fictitious as hell, because who the fuck rents Bill Skarsgård a room? Pennywise himself right. in here. And they try to go the other way, not to make him look too creepy. He does act a little creepy, though, and he's pretty good at it. he got that Pennywise training, you know, like... Yeah, so the whole thing is, she's trying to figure out her situation. Um, she's trying to call other hotels. Everything's booked. And he's telling her that, you know, hey, you know, everything's going to be booked because of convention. You should stay here. And just the act of saying that to her is, is is creepy. She's as creeped out as the audience is a little bit. She's wary, at least. I, I like how you talk about him getting Pennywise Excuse me? training. Got little, he got trained on Pennywise. This guy used to get reprimanded by Stellan. You think Pennywise is scary? You think Pellin... Uh, Pellin? <laughs> you think Stellan yells at his kids? Stellan be yelling, man. Are you kidding me? I think he's a tough dad. Can you imagine? Wish I knew. They're Wish at, I knew. They're at Wish the, I knew if he was a tough dad. I'd love to be one of those kids. They're at the IHOP. One of those Sarsgaard kids. As a oh. family. And Bill eats the last strip of bacon. And Stellan's like, you had a good ass. You've killed us. <laughs> it does sound like I'm. He's an Andor. And he's fantastic in it. I've only seen one episode of that show. Did you finish them? Yeah. Well, I've, the first three. What'd you think? Fantastic. Tony Gilroy in this. 
Mikey. Reading Thank Kathleen goodness. Kennedy the riot act, saying, get your fan service and shove it away, you son of a bitch. Oh, man. Gave her Anyways, a fucking manifesto. How many kids is old Stellan? I mean, you think he likes to... Let me just ask. Do you think he likes to have have uh, sex and produce a child? <laughs> I think the child is, is a sad side effect of him rubbing it out in there. He's got... <laughs> but he's got... A handful, right? You got. Oh my! Let's let's I mean, see. Let's I get mean, the, the, Let's talk about the most the most successful. Let's do one. the numbers, Nick. Let's do the numbers. Let's oh, run the numbers. Okay, so there's Chris, Liam, Andrew, Stellan, Patrick, Peter. He's got a more. Bill, eight Alexander, children. <laughs> Brady. They got. They got so many. He's got so many kids. They don't even list them all, including Alexander, Gustav, Bill, and Walter. That's right, Gustav from Vikings. That's right, another one. Mm-hmm. He's what he's got this disease where every sperm that comes out becomes a child. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are diligent. I love it. I, w- I, w- I would love to be to get that family together for like a blizzard, and to be stuck with that family during a blizzard. Game night. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Playing. Exactly is one of one of the kids' names. Exactly. Exactly. Scars. <laughs> yeah, we're. Stellan. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow Peter is not one among. Not a different spelling. You know, somehow Peter is not even. I know, but still, you think it's just he, he just absorbs all Sarsgars onto into his clan. They play hide know? and seek during the snowstorm, and Stellan calls it in order of disappearance. So Skarsgard. I keep calling him Sarsgard because Peter is Sarsgard. Right. This is Skarsgard. Okay, I get it. Anyway, Keith in this, and he's like, you know, he, he thinks Tess is, you could tell he's attracted to her. And she's very wary because he's like, you want to drink some wine? I'll make you tea. Like, he's kind of being flirtatious. She's like, look, this is a creepy situation. But they have a good night. They end up talking a lot. And they do kind of crush on each they other. They don't crush like on she, each other, but they, 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 they form a friendship. Well, she she's interested. She's waiting to get – She's at one point, she's waiting for a kiss to happen, it looks like. I don't and think he's so. like a, I think you're, oh, I think yeah. you're projecting your, your own. I ain't. I'm right. Zach Kreger in this. He, he, he got that – he telegraphed it, and I picked it up. I said, "Thanks, Zach. I got I got the message." Nick didn't. He's over here scribbling notes. I'm paying attention, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's sort of it's like that's a fantasy, right? Is to get put in that situation, you know, some hands free. Mm-hmm. Talking about later on, that's the fantasy. <laughs> get put in that situation. Yeah. That's the fantasy. I mean, he he obviously this is you know I I see his he's putting two and two together. He's got a story to tell the boys. You don't believe who. Dropped in in my cabin in the middle of the night, and then ended up mastheading me across the room. You know, like just completely, you know, just given out action. When a mon- when the monstrous points. mom tries to breastfeed a forty-two-year-old man, that's the fantasy. A mom monster in this. Anyway, let's let's back up. Well, no, Maybe she's she- an Andor mom monster. <laughs> she- so they go to. She gets the room, and he sleeps on the couch, and she wakes up. And her door, she didn't lock her door. That's how you know that she feels safe. She locks she her, lock door. her door. She does she lock it later. No, locks it later. She does lock You're her scribbling door. notes. You're scribbling notes. They part ways. He says goodnight to her. He helps her put her comforter on because remember, she needs clean she sheets lock and they door? wash it. She's not. So she, he's like, he leaves. What an idiot. After she waits for the kiss, he leaves. And then she closes the door, doesn't lock it. And you know why I know she doesn't lock it? Because you got a little hard on Because the damn monster opens it later. <laughs> She wakes up. She hears a little creepy noise. She looks out and she sees old Keith on the couch, but he's having a nightmare. And her door's open, and so she goes out and investigate. Wakes him up and says, "What's going on? Did you open my door?" He says, "No." And then she does go back in the room and then locks her. Door. She scares the shit out of him in that sequence. 
She does. Well, he's having By the way, a better name for this movie, The Keith on the Couch. <laughs> Poor Keith. He didn't make it long in this film. Let's zoom in. He may not have died. What That's section of Detroit are they in? Do you remember? I don't remember the name of it. They're in hmm. Brightmore. So, okay, the next day rises. Max Landis's favorite place in Detroit. Brightmore. Remember Max Landis thought that Bright was going to be his Star Wars? Remember he said remember like when, a tweet? Remember when Max Landis thought he could sexually assault people and get away with it? Hey, that ties into this film. Right? By the way, I found I figured out what the Max Landis I can take. What? It ain't much. It ain't much. <laughs> By the way, I would do this in a heartbeat, this whole situation. What do you mean? Let, I, I would let us I would be the stranger. I would I would either allow the person in or I would be the person allowed in. I would totally do it. Really? Absolutely. I would never stay there. I hundred percent and I don't think I'd let the person stay here. Stay there. I would but I also the next day they would never see me again. But I started taking notes, and, and every, like, 20 minutes, I'd write zero barbarians in this film. And, and that continued throughout. But she wakes up. Mr. Skarsgård is gone, left her a little note. She goes outside, and all those buildings that were darkened before are now brightened. And it is a scary sight indeed. It is the only building standing in that area. Every other it's building is quaint, shot to hell. This quaint little house. And then and it's very nicely kept. And then around it... Yeah, Nick said it's a bunch of dilapidated, like just hollowed out buildings, graffitied. And one of the graffiti says "Death from Below." Oh, well. And uh, guess what? You know, when I read that, I kind of knew where it was going to go to some extent, and she didn't. No, she she goes to have her job interview or whatever. She meets this filmmaker, and and she explains to the filmmaker where you know. and, and, And this is what's interesting about this movie is that people are telling her that. And you're, you're thinking it, too. This is a dumb situation she just put herself into. But at this point, she doesn't mind staying there because she kind of likes Keith. Every character in this movie is dumb. I mean, they're yeah, not dumb I, people. I, they make very dumb choices. But that's the thing. What I liked about this film is in a lot of movies, when characters make dumb decisions, it's, it's annoying. In this movie, you kind of want them to make dumb decisions, and you kind of understand them. To a certain extent, she is putting herself in bad situations to help people. That's what her character does. She fucks up. This. But she's trying to help But people. later on in the film, Justin Long makes a wonderful decision. That is actually definitely the... Definitely it's a, the highlight of the it's film. It's the highlight of the film, for sure. But also... I think Justin film. Long is the uh, highlight of this film. Maybe not the high. I, I really liked him in this, and he plays the Burke of this movie. He plays Carter Burke in here. <laughs> he plays a would-be nice guy that is dreadful. Like I, I you mean... See, He's not. He might. He's a, he, well, he's a, well, he's a rapist. He might be. He might be a rapist. But he is. He kind of. He admits it. In a, in a way. And then he's awful. Like but, he's awful. But the thing that he does that's awful sort of makes it. sense, in a way. <laughs> of course. Because it's the only decision I've seen well, in a one movie of the like this in does. a while where yeah. actually somebody reacts in a way that you had to be there kind of things. You know, <laughs> it's like because I I, I get tired of be, people being overly heroic in horror films. Mm-hmm. And he does something excitedly unheroic <laughs> at one oh, point. Oh, it's amazing. And it's incredible. And it, he does a couple of things, but this the one at the end takes and here's I'm gonna say what I think should have happened. We are we're not talking about this moment yet. But I think that moment should have worked. Yes. I think he should have walked away. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think he should have walked if away. That, if that yeah. would have been the end of the movie, it would have gone it would have been something I, I Yeah, one of your favorite movies of the year, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. well, it's funny because some uh, Legendary. Who was it? Mike Mignola, the artist, uh, uh, mm-hmm. was on Facebook today. He always does like he'll go on these tangents where he's talking about movies, and sure. he he went on about the Mist and how much he loves it and how great okay. it is. 
And I was reading the comments, and a lot of people were piping. It was 100% positivity. It's very rare to hear that. And the ending, of course, was 100% why. They're like, there was some cheesy stuff, this and that, but when that ending happened. So, yeah, I think every once in a while you got to take a swing like that because it certainly it, – it may not win you fans out front, but the, long, the long-term results are going to be great. I mean, they had to have considered it where he just – Walked away. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that because that's that, yeah. I'm glad we got to watch her have a job interview. That was cool. Uh, that was eating up some clock. But here, let, let's just talk a little bit about the beginning. The way that he films this and the the tension that he puts into it and kind of the creepiness and things, what's going to happen, I think he does a really good job. And that carries over to this, her visit to the city and, and, and this conversation, which is very brief. But, you know, I think he does a pretty nice job of building up to what happens in this film. Yeah, and the film is yeah, definitely does. split up into three parts where the mm-hmm. POV character changes sort of. Uh, and, it, yeah, it's neat. And that's what keeps it from being like a wrong turn. Uh-huh. But the thing that surprised me is that it really doesn't go as it. Uh, maybe that's not its goal, but it doesn't go there. It doesn't. There's because w- the way that the film was sold and, the, and kind of the mm-hmm. the whole concept makes you think that there, you're going to be racked. You're going to be nerve racked watching this, and you're going to come out of it staggered. And it's not that gross. It's not that dark in some respects. It's just kind of there's it's there's, there's like a, a surface level element to it that seems like it's almost a horror film um, for non horror people again. Well, it's definitely a horror comedy right like it's and is it and yeah i think so it, it it's 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 fun i guess it's a fun film like i'd say it's a horror comedy i think that was smart that they cast justin long as this as this character kind of playing against type anyway is he? you you he is like he's like kind of a perpetual nice guy and this is those just are the guys that are nice the ones guy. that end up being the worst but in his movies he's always kind of the nice guy the romantic lead the hollowed the, out Comic relief. Hollowed out. Dairy. Hopper's a jeeper victim. There's a little tribute to Dairy at the end of this movie. Sort of, yeah. Wearing them high-waisted jeans. Man, that's how you know we're doing it. It's so rare that we do a current film. Because she's wearing them high-waisted jeans. Tough. Tough. So when she, when she comes back to this house, you know, after her interview, and then Keith's still nowhere, nowhere to be found, she um, accidentally locks herself in the basement, right? Like, the door shuts. She's looking in the basement for toilet paper, I think. And then she goes down, get it, locks herself in, can't get out. Left her keys. Uh, she just had her cell phone. To, and so she starts to look around for a way out and pulls a rope in the wall. And it, there's a secret passageway. And it's a dark hallway. And, you know, she said, I'm not going down that. But then she eventually does. And there's a there's a kill room down there with a camcorder and a bloody bed. And well, it's a fuck room. It's a kill room and a F room. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's, you know what David Crusoe would have said when he walked in? That's a fuck out. <laughs> By the way, guys, yeah. as we edge closer to episode 200, you need to think about some of those best episodes because we're going to put you on the spot. Are we? To some extent. Bad to do that. No, it's, not, it's a good spot to be put on to because they know it. Crusoe. You know it would be incredible because if he had to come back and they got him in the Star Wars universe, you know, like something we need him back in the Marvel universe. And it's time to bring him back, and it's time to put him in some of this. Can I can I ask for uh, an addition? Okay. Because I was thinking about you know I was thinking about him actually recently, and I was thinking about somebody else who has been out of the out of the public eye for some while. Mm-hmm. Let's can we get Caruso and Dennis Leary into Star Wars? Leary would be they already got Bill Burr in there though. Bill Burr is kind of an offshoot of Leary. And He's so, kind of so a, a better, more talented Leary, but, sure. but but Leary's a better writer, at least film writer. You think but, so? Well, he's a great, his TV shows were great, but... Two of Busey? Oh, my God. Two of Busey. 
I just thought you were saying, oh my gosh, you forgot about no, no, that I, movie I just, started with Sandra Well, you Bullock. said it made me think of getting Jake and Gary in a remake, but no, no, Rescue Me, Love. Of course, of course. So yes, you is have my still, permission what's, what's to bring... What's Larry doing? How's, how was Larry's COVID? The, I haven't heard from him The thing is, he, he did that Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll show, which didn't work. And then there was another one no that one he cared. was developing that I don't know if it ever came out. But I guess he... I know he's a family guy, family man, and he's probably, you know, just watching Boston sports and, and you know, have, hanging out with the blue-collar guys talking about, you know, life. But I, I could use him. him. He needs to hook back up with Peter Tollin and start making something. Can I ask you a question be serious for a moment? Mm-hmm. Is the world weary of Leary? Is it done with him? Let's 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 pull back. Ed Burns still making movies. I mean, rightfully so. Oh yeah, we need. That's a voice that needs to be heard. I mean, we're gonna need him next February. Burns is it, is it Burns month? <laughs> of course. What was the What was the month that you? I think it was February. Uh, for October, you mentioned one yesterday for October. Oh, I did, didn't I? Do you remember? No. October. <laughs> Featuring four movies starring or co-starring. I guess we or need appearance by I guess we need to Tobin do Bell. Kind of need to do it, I guess, right? I mean, it's time to dig in. It's time to get this. And first of all, I I want to try to mainstream our podcast a little bit and get more listeners. And how else would we do that? But let's start talking about the movies of Tobin Bell. Like he, Hold on a so second. we have the so this is one ninety six, which means the the last one. If Tobin Bell and Jason Patrick have been in a movie together, our answer is is a lot easier. And and, and it might be that that happened because my man Jason Patrick has <laughs> that disease lately no where he cannot say no and those are Tobin Bell's favorite movies to appear in by the way I started watching a horror film with Jason Patrick recently of course incredible what are you talking about what, what, what it's is not awful character? to be honest and is he the lead he's not but it wasn't awful what's it called I'll have to look but hold on I'm digging I'm digging to see if we have some crossover for god's sake there's no way it, it don't look good doesn't look good damn it how do we miss how have they never worked together he was in the quick and the dead Tobin. Yeah, of course he was. Oh, he's in Malice. I wish. How did we not get... How's Jason Patrick never been in a Saw film? That's what I'm asking. Uh, I think what you mean is, how has Jason Patrick not been in a film that's been seen? No, I don't You think, think Tobin... That. Is Tobin Bell more successful than Jason Patrick no. these days? No. I think he might be. No, don't even. Although I, I know that Tobin stood Julia Roberts up. Becoming. That's the movie I watched with Jason Patrick. I Jason Patrick every... Morning, he wakes up and is like, "Man, I fucked up." That's a Toby Kebbell jaunt, by the way. Coming. What is that movie with Patrick? Toby Kebbell's your lead. You're, you don't like him. I don't. I like him as an ape. Uh, so anyway, she doesn't go down. The, she does go down this hallway. Keith comes back and she's freaking out. She has escaped, or he lets her out of the. And they play this kind of generic retro mm-hmm. horror music at that during that. But you might be wondering when where's Justin Long? My man doesn't come in till way later. After a, a huge like scare happens, I guess, and when they find out what's in that basement, so yeah, they cut this the is long this is down. one of the scenes that really kind of bothered me because I don't think they act. I, it could have been better. Granted, people are awkward, I suppose, but she mm-hmm. she has this horrific experience. She goes down, she finds this fuck house, she finds mm-hmm. an even scarier section. She didn't find that section yet. He Keith finds it. You were you're, you're right. You're right. Right. Notes. Keith finds it. She yeah. finds it later. Don't even blame me for t- taking notes. Don't try to you're taking notes. use work against me. I was so watching the film. She goes upstairs, and mm-hmm. um, uh, she, he, she, he sees her through the little little window, underground window, and he, he lets her in. So 
She tells is that him, what happens? Yeah, she's oh. like banging on the window, and he and he uh, lets her in, uh, and and she's like talking up a storm about this thing. He sort of seems to not believe her, and for some reason she won't leave, and he won't give her the benefit of the doubt, and he keep and he kind of gets makes her. It's an uncomfortable scene. He finally goes downstairs. Well, he wants to see what she's talking about, but and she, she's freaking she out. Wants she to wants leave. to leave. Yeah, she should have, mm. but mm. yeah, she should have. She should have. Yeah. We all should have. But and then he goes down there and she yells for him and he doesn't reply and that's the line that's the line what? right there that's you when leave. this veers into unreality because there's no way no way you're she's going back down there I don't well you think she would leave and call the cops yep. or something okay I think her character proves time and time again that she's going to go back and help people you know and just she does and is that unrealistic okay but it's you makes her movie. like your her, her character it yeah. doesn't it doesn't it made me hate her really maybe uh, yeah she lost it worked me. for me so anyway she goes down this hallway and there is a room beyond this there's another hidden door and it goes down this like staircase and it's like there's there's dirt walls or rocky walls and it's just this underground tunnel that's super long and she starts to go down with her i guess phone light i can't even remember but well, she uses a, she, a mirror and the light from the room at first yeah, yeah. mm-hmm but then she, so then she hears, she's yelling for Keith. She hears him and he's in pain. He's screaming way off. So she keeps going towards the sound. And then that's when the monster first pops out. Right. After. Now, so mm-hmm. they're trying to make you feel like Bill Skarsgård is the villain up until this point in the movie. Even still, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Because he's on the like ground he, saying that something bit him. It's very strange. And it doesn't, it's not convincing. And she doesn't exactly believe him either. It seems like there's like a little, and then she believes him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this because naked, a uh, large-titted creep, it's like a six-foot-four woman, naked woman, shows up and destroys him in irreversible style. Yeah, she shatters his head uh, many times against the rock wall, and then she screams, this, this monster screams at our main character, and then they cut to Justin Long in a car, a convertible, singing uh, on a highway, having a great time. Right, yeah, so and, uh, she gets captured by we see this thing attack her and then it cuts away right it's an interesting cut and this is one of the things i read an article about the director said that a lot of people turned him down making this film because they're saying you can't introduce a character this late in the film and it i think it works he's certainly the second lead in this film justin long what you just are you shocked by my zoom as you're just stunned i'm just thinking of all the times that person's an asshole who that guy that just said that the second lead about introducing a character that late we didn't mean Ugnot One until about an hour and a half into Empire Strikes Back. We didn't know what an Ugnot was until then. I feel you. You, you agree with Zach. You, you agree with the director here. Yeah, I'm Crager. Um, Team Crager. Team Crager. <laughs> so yeah, and as Justin Long uh, gets a call, you realize he's an actor and he's under investigation for rape. His his agent called him. They said they're going to be. Uh, they're taking him off his new show. This uh, actress that he was. Uh, in the show with has complained and then also that she's accused him of rape right like that's that's it he's not only fired from a show but then she's accused him of rape the art and article is going to come out about it the next day and so he his happiness goes south is he driving he, an you know, Alfa Romeo not sure I thought it was the Porsche but defi- first but I think it's an Alfa Romeo so there's a couple series of scenes when he's, his career is falling apart his finances are falling apart and he ends up going back to Detroit, I guess where he has a several properties that he owns, and he's going to liquidate. And one of the those properties to try to get money to pay for lawyers for this trial that he has to go through. You know, he has no income anymore. And, um, and his wealth management agent fires him. Like drops him. Yeah, everybody drops him. So, and, the, you know, I don't know if they do much 
mystery here. He, you know, he says he's being um, falsely accused of this crime, but later he goes out on the town and confesses to one of his boys, his hometown boys, that he is he did possibly rape. Well, he doesn't. No, he just says. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way he words it, though, it's yeah, it's, da- it da- it's damning. He says she was re- resistant at first, but then but then she went along with it. I'm not going to even get into the politics of that, but. He's he's a piece of shit, but I have to say he's fun to watch in this film. He, yeah, this is a tricky tricky subject now. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. he gets what's coming, brother. He gets what's coming to him. So don't you worry. Before we go to that, I just want to say that the regarding Henry. Tess and uh, and Keith, they do a, a rudimentary search for hotels that are available, and they come up empty because there's theoretically a convention in town. Right. That's their big reason for staying in this murder zone. At first, but the reality of it is. How 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 hard is it to, to just go to a suburb thirty minutes away and commute it's and, not hard. and be alive? It was rain. It was raining though. And she no, didn't, it was late. So I can't tell you as a, somebody who is in road sales mm-hmm. how many times I've had to pivot and 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 just go go into my app and go further away and and stay at a hotel further away. You're right. I wish you would have had Craig's ear during, during uh, this because you could have told at him least, this movie could have been at least, yeah. that much more fun. Oh, the characters don't discover the monsters in the basement. This is a great. Nick had a great note. There's hotels available. What are yeah, you doing? Just go to the. Just go to Rochester, Michigan. It's about you know an extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've done that. I stayed in Rochester instead of Detroit. It's an hour did and you a find half. a secret? Did you find a secret room? I found the Batcave. Did you really? Yeah. Because yeah. I was on the Alfred? set of Batman v Superman. Dog. <laughs> That's right. I'm name dropping the best. So yeah, Justin Long. You know, you sort of believe him in this stuff. You sort of feel like he's getting railroaded a little bit during these early. A little bit. You play his his character's name is AJ, right? So you already know that he's guilty of any crime, and he's a complete asshole. Yeah, and he does go to uh, he come, he flies back to Detroit, and he finds out that was probably a bad idea in the in, in the wake of what he's accused of. Yeah, wearing his, his, a Grillo's pickles hat. Is it? Was he really? Yeah, when he gets off the plane, he's wearing a Grillo's pickles hat. Grillo's pickles is something you can buy here in the stores. Yeah, so right? in ninth, it, it came out about. Two decades ago, Joe Rogan kind of discovered it in 2012 and made it popular on his show. Who? Joe Rogan, the Pickles. It started in Philly, but then moved to Boston. And they got, they like, if you look at the timeline of Grillo's Pickles, they kept having win after win after win. And finally, in 2020, their T-shirt was uh, featured in Urban Outfitters catalog. So they really kind of blew up. I, see, I was thinking that, that, I thought, I didn't know what Grillo's Pickles is. So I mm-hmm. looked it up, and because I, I thought it may be one of Justin Long's ventures, like his... Uh, Mint Mobile? No. no, it's not his Mint Mobile. It's not his Casamigos. But he is supporting. There, he's supporting a favorite pickle company. These are Nick. These are pickles I bought. I've bought these pickles before, and I thought that they were local. No, but this is not they a local originated brand, Philly, huh? but are now based in Boston and sold it. Packaging Park. to me, I gotta say, that. I'm gonna zoom in. The packaging suspect on the Grillo's pickles. Is it just? I'm, is it just? I bought one one time. It's leaking. It's just Frank. It's just Frank. It's a picture of Frank. They have a mascot. It's like a pillow, a pickle in a lawn chair. Cooling out. Yeah, I went down the Grillo's pickles rabbit hole today to make sure. Yeah, you got to zoom. That's a good pickle, though. I, I will say it. I, I, I guess I'd wear a hat. I think I, I at least wear a shirt. I don't. I like. I like a. I like a pickle shirt. I thought it might sure. have been a Zizix Road reference. Why? Leo. Leo Grillo directed it. Did he really? So everyone's a dumb fuck in this movie, and you, it's a, Justin, we go through a lot of his ordeal. Starts to feel bad for him, but then he goes on out with his buddy. Find out that his dad doesn't like him on a phone call. His dad's sort of not, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, he comes back to this. So he he he's the owner of this place, and he's staying there. And he realizes there's a bunch of suitcases here, 
and like toothbrush, electric a toothbrush plugged front. into the wall. Yeah. And he's like, what? And the, there's people staying here. He calls the people. He calls like the agency. He's like, there's people here. And they're like, no, they checked out. Literally. And he goes, they didn't. There's shit still here. And he goes, well, and he's like, don't you send maids to clean when people leave? And they say, no, the maids come right before someone stays there. And he calls into question their system and the woman hangs up on him. I have to say, I, I think he's got a point. Yeah. What, if, yeah, somebody, what point. if somebody didn't flush or left some fruit on the counter? Now, I think that this, that's a. I think the screenwriter made that up so it's a little easier to explain why there's luggage everywhere um, and the cops haven't been called or something. But th- I think he's right. He's got a good point. He soon makes the discovery, the same discovery. He goes to the basement, finds the rope, gets finds the secret door. Brings but a flashlight this time. What's funny about this scene is... <laughs> is he finds that room, the kill room, with the camcorder and the, the bed and the blood on the wall, and he's thrilled. that he Because he is trying to sell um, this house, and he discovers there's more square footage, so he starts to measure it. And what I think is it's great insane. is he... It's, a, it's the best, though. He, he finds the, the stair with the rock walls. He finds that, and he starts measuring that, and he's going by, like, these, these like, scary cages. Like, we already know this is a scary place, and he's thrilled. He's just measuring everything and delighted, which I thought was a great way to play that scene. You like that scene, too. It was funny. It was that ridiculous. Was it's ridiculous, but it, it's funny to have a character react that way in a, in a, in a, to an obviously, like, scary situation, and he just is oblivious. He doesn't care. He's thrilled about it. He sees dollar signs. Right. And then we find out the meaning of this monster. No, we don't. Kind of. The house is on Barbary Lane. Is it true? Yeah. I think it's just convenient. So, yeah, Justin Long runs it runs into this situation as well. When does it cut? Well, when does it cut away from him? Is it when he goes down into... Because I don't remember how far they go. Anyway, you go ahead and br- reveal, re- reveal. Go ahead and reveal. I'm just saying it doesn't really cut away from his character from, from here on out. No, when really, does the Richard Brake sequence happen? Oh, after... So the monster chases him. She sees the same damn monster. He gets chased into, like, this this cage, and then he gets shut down there, and then you see our other Tess is down there, too, and she's telling him to just play it cool. You know, don't make too much noise. They're trapped. And Justin Long is freaking out. You know, he's hurt. He hurts his, hurts his arm. Anyway, this monster can't, tries to bottle feed them, a really hairy-ass bottle with nipple hair yeah. on it and stuff. And Tess drinks it. Justin Long won't. And that enrages the mo- <laughs> mother. And she, Tess the whole time was like, you got to play along. you got to drink that milk, brother. He won't do it. He gets dragged up into a, like a room, and then the monster starts to breastfeed him. And that's when Tess sneaks out. She gets away. Yeah, and that, um, I think that's when it cuts to Richard Brake. It does cut to Richard Brake. And yeah. then and you the, you see the origin story of the house. Yeah, sort of. They change the aspect ratio or the lens or whatever. To, it's got a really funky lens. Uh, or that it's it's in it's set. This part's in the eighties now. Different aspect ratio or something is different about the way that it's. it's you follow Richard Brake to the story. You realize that he's buying. You think he's buying stuff for a baby, but then it looks like. He start. He follows a, a woman home from the parking lot. He realizes that he's like a killer. What's the name of the story shop in it? Fuck, I don't know. He, oh, he zoomed in. I was I was taking notes while you're. Let me guess. Give, it starts with an S. Nope. Yeah, well, then give me the letter H. Hollabacks. Hillman's. Close. You have to admit. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he follows a woman and he goes to this kind of con, set himself up to abduct and and do bad things to her. And I think it's yeah, her he, dress yeah. we see later on in the movie. It is, okay. I think so, yeah. And then do you remember the name he had on his? It was a Latin name. Was it Carlos? It was, I think it might have been Carlos. Yeah. So anyway, he, um, you know, it's just kind of they flash back to the '80s, and you see this, and he lives at that house. He lives, and the and the neighborhood is in 
good ish. It's it's about to fall apart. Well, that's what the, one of the neighbors tells yeah, him. Yeah. He's about to move away. Richard Bray don't mm. care. He's got a plan. No. He's got a fuck house yeah. to build. And then uh, we come back. We come back to the present day, mm-hmm. where things have escalated. Uh, Justin Long has drops a super zoom when yeah. they're when when, he, when they're running from death. I don't want to be here, he says. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's. I would say it. Anyway, a couple of things happen where Tess goes to try to find help, and she, call, she calls the cops. They come. They don't care. They don't believe her. They think that she's all messed up, so they think that she's a drug addict. And that then, seems uh, she's a trying, little bit too arch, I think. And then she's trying to get them to go in um, to rescue Justin Long, and they just they just leave. They they get called away, and so she takes it upon herself to to rescue. Now, Justin is there a little Long. anti-police sentiment here, or is it just meant to move the plot along? It seems like it's there to move the plot okay. along. I mean, the cops certainly aren't likable. And they well, they make the other one a little bit theoretically more sympathetic, where he's sort of, but they just dismiss her way too easily. But anyway, that's fine. Serves the horror movie. If it wasn't, if they had say, if they had come in, then your favorite moment wouldn't have happened. So, and so she decides she has to rescue Justin Long, who has escaped the clutches of of the monster, and he's running down into a darker part of the house. And you heard from a homeless man out front that is that's talking to Tessa that there's worse things in the house than the than the woman than the, the the mother as they call it that we keep seeing and so then you're like ooh there's more baddies in there great not really turns out that it's just an old Richard Brake in a weird room and uh, Justin Long tries to help him give him water and Richard Brake ends up killing himself well first he stumbles across his video library which is filled with videotapes mm-hmm. that were recorded in the fuck room and we, yeah, we were noticing some people. of them they're all labeled and there's some pretty cool ones there's one called One Breast one called Irish Ugh. accent. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but it's funny that he that, that how he classifies these. I mean, he isn't organized, and it looks like there is a bottle filled with semen on the desk. I would, I'd call it a jar. Okay, zoom in. But I will it call it filled with semen. It looks like it looks it's filled like with a, the yeah. old news. Mm. Yeah, the brake juice, oh. a little brake fluid <laughs> in there. Uh, Richard. Richard Brake, you think he gets his method? Yeah, he's call. method. He's method. He gets a call and is like, maybe this one I won't play an absolutely despicable creep. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll be the love interest. Oh, nope, play another serial killer. Richard, you know? we hired you because we know that you have a jack jar. Bring the jack jar to set. He's looking around the set. He like walks in. Like, hey, Richard, it's great to have you here. And you're like, he, uh, this is your home base. And now put on the scary wig. And and yeah, that is a, that is a jar full of your your characters. Come. Yeah. Um, oh, he's yeah. like, yeah. That, yeah, I saw it, don't Second breathe. movie in a row. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. he it is. Did, did you remind me of Don't Breathe a little bit? Yeah. You're right. Uh, it's funny though because Richard Brake, he woke up one morning and he was his body was pulsing, pulsing. It was like a mm-hmm. a, a breeze of crystalline air was blowing over him, and then it yeah. wasn't. And then his agent called and said, good news, Billy Drago just died. You just moved up the depth chart. <laughs> good news. That was not good news for anybody that day. I'm not going to argue. I, I love Billy Drago, but it, it changed Richard Brake's night. What do you think his big break was, Richard Brake? When did you first notice him? Na- D- take note Doom? Of him in Doom? Yeah, I think it might Doom, Doom maybe? Yeah. He had to be work. You know, he's in that. I, I, he's on Instagram. I looked at his Instagram page that he's talking of this and the monsters Oof. and that movie Vesper that I kind of want to see that sci-fi film that's coming out. He's in those three. Mm. I don't know. I like Worship Break. Wonder if he's five dependable. 10. I think he looks taller than that. He's like a stringy dude. Game of Thrones, Richard Break. Remember he played the Night the King first for, season. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, he, he stared cool. He was the best. Don't act the as six if two. That, that character did anything. 
that anybody couldn't have done. How dare you? I wonder if him and Jackie Earl Haley can get along. Why? Because they're probably fighting for roles. Richard Brake's winning. (laughs) I doubt it. Jackie. What's Jackie Earl Haley? Jackie Earl's got got nominated in his life. That's true. For what? Little Children. Yeah. Or for or for the Nightmare remake. (laughs) I love I love that he got he got resurged. Yeah, he's great. He's been great. Let me see. He's in something. Yeah, man. I looked him up. He was in the Preacher show. He was in that for a minute. He's in the First Lady TV series. You watch that, right? Is that about, is that about Eve? So it's about, um, I believe, Jillian Anderson in that. Viola Davis playing Michelle Obama in there. Mm. I think that's that show. And someone else. Somebody else that was big. Juli- Julianne Moore, maybe? No. Mm. Oh, you talking about the First Ladies? That, Not Julianne Moore. Michelle Nicole, Pfeiffer. Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of dream warp it would be if he plays her love interest? Dream Warp? <laughs> yeah, I can. Anyway, we're, we're really dragging this out. This is supposed to be a short one, dude. I don't have any notes. Uh, the, so, Just going plot point by plot so point. They, after he looks at the cum library, Richard Brake pulls out a revolver, sort of threatens Justin with it, but then uses, you think he's gonna, uses yeah, it on he, himself. He pops, he pops the old nine. Didn't understand that, and then done. he gets that gun and goes out ready to ass kick. They escape. Justin Long. They're yeah. out in the wild, and they find that homeless guy again who has a perfect, 100% safe place they can go. You didn't even say that he shoots her. He shoots Tess. And I called it. Well, yeah, he did. You did. I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but he shoot, he side-shoots her because he thinks she's the monster. Yeah. And uh, and then he drags her out of the house, and they meet this homeless guy who's like, it's night, you guys got to come with me, we got to hide from this. She comes out at night, and she's worse. Like, you got you to gotta hide with me in my safe place. Completely safe. Still haven't seen a barbarian in the film. And and anyway, how let's safe just is talk it? about your favorite movie. What, what per- it's not too safe. The, the, mo- the mother in. shows up and destroys him. She rips his arm off and beats him to death with it. It's not a pleasant death. Anyway. She is jacked though. She's strong as hell. She, it's played by an actor named Matthew Patrick Davis. You're right, it's a dude, and he's six foot eight. My man is tall. He's a tall drink of water. Tall Plus, drink of mother. A- <laughs> Richard Brake plays Frank, just so we get that out of the way. Yeah, we got we're doing the character names now, right? This this time. I like it. I'm glad we nailed it. And so they decide, well, here's a place we can go to escape. Mm-hmm. Up an old water tower, right? Yeah, they run up all the way up the water tower. and, and Being chased uh, by the mother. Yeah, Tess is dragging ass because she's hurt. And Justin Long isn't helping her. Like He's just kind of running up uh, himself. And then she gets up there, and he tries to shoot. He has a gun still. She reminds him. Tess reminds him, and he tries to shoot. It's two movies in a row we've gone gun. to where a person fumbles with a gun and loses it. Yeah, which makes sense because his character is the worst. And so, I mean, he's Carter Burke. You know, he's an alleged right. I'm uh, sexual assault person. And uh, so he says, we're going to die. There's nothing. He goes, there's nothing we can do. But he goes, well, there's, I can still get away. Cause, and he, <laughs> you explain it. This is a, this, you love this story. I, well, you love it too. What are you talking about? So they're but both the, really they're both on top the of this water tower. Mother, the mother is starting to show up, mm-hmm. and he says, I, "Well, I can get away." And and she's because she's a little shot by him, of course. Mm-hmm. So he kind of drags her, and you know, you don't expect this. He drags her and just whisks her off the edge of the freaking building. Tess, he drags Tess, he, our hero, our heroine, yeah, he, just drags and whisks her off the side. And then he tells the <laughs> the, the, get, the mother, he go says, "Go get your baby." Go get your baby, and she, and she does. does. <laughs> she dives off the tower. And there's a great shot of her diving towards the camera off the fucking water tower, going yeah, after her she baby. Loved. 
And so then uh, Justin Long goes down, and they're both, you know, the Tess is like laying on top of uh, the monster, and you know they look dead. But Tess is actually still alive, and Justin Long tries to apologize to her, which makes no sense. And then says, you know, I, I'm sorry I had to do it, but you know, let's go. But guess what? The mother is alive too. You keep calling her the monster. I think she's just misunderstood. She is. You have sympathy for her in this a little bit. Yeah, they don't make her out to be like a. I mean, she's a horrible being, a horrific being, but she is packing. Want, and she wants to have a kids. Like she and she loves little Tess, you know. And uh, she, she she rewards tried to Justin she, re- Long, she rewards AJ for his oof, for his betrayal. Yeah, she just gouges his eyes out and splits his head open. She, it's, she, it's, I've never it's seen somebody's head get ripped in half like that. I don't think. I don't think he it's gets sort of mountain he, the mountain in Game of Thrones against the spider or whatever. And Tess didn't check his pulse, which I thought was a mean you know you gotta at least see if he's still breathing and then the second unsurprising scene is where the creep wants to go back to the you know the sex pad and be Mm. and be a mom yeah and tess is like i'm sorry i'm not going back and then the creature's like all right well then shoot me in the fucking head and take me out and she she does does. she pops her one i didn't i don't understand why both villains self-sacrifice basically well she didn't know she here's the thing i don't understand there are a bunch of tapes, and there's apparently been a bunch of kids made down there. Has there been? Yeah. Where are they? Well, she's certainly the only kid, it seems. Yeah. Maybe there's more. Maybe we'll explore that in the sequel. I don't know. Okay. Because I hope it's not just... It's kind of... With all those tapes, you'd think that there'd be more progeny, just using math, you know? I guess, yeah. I didn't think about it too hard, but that's... It's a horrible thing that happened down there. Yeah, and I, I didn't like that, that. You have some sympathy for this mother, this monster, this mother monster, and Tess has to, uh, you know, blow her away basically with the little pop gun and kills Damn. her. I don't know how the how's that kill her? Like this woman's the, the monster seems indestructible, right? Because we didn't talk about the scene where she pins the monster against the house with her car. That's true. She drives a car into the the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mother tough. That, that she, yeah, definitely. This movie, I did like it. It's kind of it's kind of all right. It's a, it's too much slow burn for multiple viewings though. It just takes its damn sweet time. Nice job, Zach Kreger. My congratulations to the cast and the crew. My congratulations for not putting your name above the title on the poster like some people have been doing lately, thinking that they're someone all- did do that. That uh, right? The guy that did that horror new horror film, like the kind of the looks like it's a Hall of Mirrors type or you know, like a fan. it looks like one of those things that they have too much costuming in it. Yeah. And it's a sequel. It's like terror or something. Mm-hmm. Ter- uh, that guy put it. Terrifier? Yeah, and that guy put his name above that. Too soon, baby. It's like when you give yourself you s- a nickname. No, that's got to be handed to you. You can't just. I didn't. Well, John Carpenter did that and it worked out, but Terrifier, I, I never heard of the first one, Terrifier. Yeah, you've seen you? the, the cover of the video or the cover of the. Poster. Is it terrible? It's an awful clown. But is it a, is it a good movie? Don't ask me. Do right? you think I would watch something called Terrifier? Yes. It sounds like a Night Six album. No way. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It was. It, yeah. You liked it. I wanted it to be more something. I, I guess it's I not, wish it was a little twistier. It's not that memorable. It's, it's, it's kind of... The reason they I don't want you to little... tell people about it is because they won't go see the movie. We have I turned people off a... from seeing this movie. This episode is not going to help Barbarian. I think people should see it. I hope they didn't listen to all our spoilers. And um, We dodged it. I think we, it is, we tiptoed I, around them pretty good. I wish it was crazier, but I still liked it a lot, and I think it was a lot of fun. So, I yeah, I, I definitely would recommend it to people. I think you would, too. What are you talking about? Stop being a sour sack. Or a sad sack? Sour puss. One of those uh, two. You're saying all things that I like. You sack puss sour. I mean, like I'm whole uh, 
perfect. Well, you're a fucking <laughs> fan. Why don't you get a fucking tattoo? What kind of tattoo are you going to put on your body from the Barbarian? That's such a good question. I you know, here's the thing. I didn't write a lot. I didn't write notes, and I didn't. This is gonna. I'm gonna try to keep all this stuff short to to as not to not annoy the people listening because I'm not gonna have good answers to this. Why don't you go first? Can I tell you guys? I want to tell the listeners something. I was enjoying. I was on my couch. I was relaxing. Mm-hmm. Had my cat on me. I, I was done. I was having a good time. I was done for the night. And I, I get an email that says barbarian recording, and I had forgotten completely about it. So I had to bust nut to get ready. You should, we could have put. We could have. I didn't know if you wanted to do. I just sent that because we didn't talk about when we were going to do it. We just said maybe probably we'll do it tonight. Well, but no, you I can mean, always post. What I'm saying it. is, it all came together. I did. So we, and we crushed it. We got another classic. My tattoo. Another classic sewed. My tattoo is uh, my. It's my skeleton mm-hmm. in a movie theater seat. Sure. Cobwebs, dust. You know, sitting there facing a, a dilapidated screen that has been lost to time. And on the bottom, on the bottom of my skin, it just says "Still haven't seen a barbarian." You got one specific complaint. It's on my ass cheek. I hear you loud and clear. I have a tattoo of Justin Long, and he has one of those funnels, like you know, like you know, like you know, like with beer, mm-hmm. you know, you know, beer funnels. But it's like it's like this tube, and the tube is hooked up to the monster's breasts. And he looks horrified and worried. And he and there's a underneath that said, "I thought they said Kreger. I thought they said Kegger, not Zach Kreger. Hired me for Barbarian. What do you think? Can you have? Is it where your breast? It looks like it's your breast and it's breast together on your front. Of course, okay. hey, that's, a, that's such a good note. Yeah, let's put it there. Because yeah. then he's mm-hmm. then it's like you're you're tri, you're the Trinity now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the tit Trinity. I, and I did tell you I didn't. That was completely improvised. Like, you know, I know it's hard to believe I didn't write that one down. So, just wanted to clarify that. Yes, that was the top of my head. You're welcome. The top of his head took a beating. This. Look, <laughs> movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. Sure. What are you adding in? Man, that's a toughie. You got, you got some ideas? <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's pretty cool. Um, yeah. We whip Panda Hollywood and uh, into the agency that has, hasn't fired AJ yet, but they, uh, they, uh, they get a current headshot and update his listing <laughs> yeah he does try to remember he does try to call that actress that he raped yeah he horrible and he leaves a voice he like, allegedly raped. like there is an outside chance that it was one of those situations where you see this is the problem with the world we're in right now jesus christ he, did the filmmaker not spell it out for you clearly enough he was he was next thing you're telling me this is piece army of hammer's guilty <laughs> he was a vile piece of shit that was hurting women throughout the picture oh shit I missed it. I must have been taking notes. Including the monster. So, um, must have been taking notes. The, my scene is Tess Richard shoots the monster. Richard was under the house. And, uh, and she starts, she kills the monster. She starts to walk away. And then she kind of like gets this look in her eyes. She's like, you know what? I Maybe I should go get my stuff. She goes back to the house and she starts packing up her luggage, you know, and getting her stuff together. And she goes, you know what? Maybe I had left something downstairs. So she goes downstairs <laughs> and uh, the door closes behind her. And she's like, oh, damn it. And so she, you know, it's too hard to get out that little slim window. And her car's blocking it anyway. And so she's like, all right, I guess I'll go. Maybe there's a different way out this way. And she goes down the hall and discovers more monsters. What do you think? Because she never does seem to leave. Yeah. She doesn't never gets away. It makes sense that she would go back in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the ending of the, the the descent. It's all imagined, and she's still stuck in the the bowels of the barbarian house. Is that what happens what at the think? end of the descent? The descent. 
the main character, she escapes and she gets into her car and she's like, finally. And then there's a monster next to her in the seat and she screams and then she wakes back up in that fucking cave. She she made it all up. She did not leave. But were the monsters she did not real? escape. And the monsters are encroaching. Oh, yeah, okay. the monsters okay. are real as hell. And then they made a... I love that movie. And they made a sequel to that movie. Which is better. And it's like that she did escape. It's not better. And she goes back into the cave. They take her... The, these guys like, you need to come back with us. We need to rescue your friends. And so they... they it make goes her, well? They go back. And then one of her friends survived too in there. It's like a dumb sequel. Episode... It doesn't go well. Look. I don't know if it's dumb. It's just not as good as the, the, the original. The original's not so great either. The original's great. We've had this fight before. I love the original. Neil Marshall film back when he was... With the damn. Look, this film's been a hit, so they've greenlit a sequel to it, man. You've been given the finance to have your own sequel to Barbarian. How you staking that well-earned, man? Damn, I just already... I just blew my sequel on this extended scene. Shit. Get any, yeah, get any so idea. Tess is... She's on a... She was on a high coming out of this thing. You know, she got some shit done. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. finding herself a little bit down in the dumps a little bit after getting back to reality. Mm-hmm. She's wondering why. She's like, maybe I need to... Maybe I need to do more, you know, get more out of that experience. So she thinking about it. She's like, well, that mother was a specimen. Like, really, really good specimen. So she works with the government, and she's able to get custody of the body of the mother. Sure. And um, gets with a lab, technicians. They start doing all these tests, cutting it out, looking at holes, all this stuff, crazy stuff. And they come to the conclusion that, like, the combination of sperm and incest and self-milk, it just does a body good. Right? Sure. So she hooks up with like Johnson and Johnson or Newton, you know, maybe Nestle or whomever, and they work on getting a patent for her to create some sort of a an ingestible fueled by whatever made the mother great to help hum- she going, humanity. She's going Shark Tank? She's going to help humanity get better. Yeah. Oh, wow. This, I like this surprising turn. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, and, and it's a huge success. Like it, it, it changes like the human condition. Sure. We learn a little bit about ourselves, and we also learn that maybe. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's all right to double down on the family. My se- my sequel is the maid show up. A maid shows up to clean. She goes in the door. You hear a sc- blood curdling scream. Just you know, and you, you this is the this is the start of the film. You just she walks in, screams, and you're like, oh fuck. And then the camera zooms in, and she sees the bed's unmade. <laughs> she flips out. You know, she like she's just so angry that they've left this place in such a state you know the, by me meanwhile there's a car that rammed into the front but she didn't really pay attention to that you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. she is just and so it's just about her the sequel is just about her and she knows she's done this job before she has to clean up not only the house but then she has to clean up the corridors and the monster stuff and she's oh, done man, a she's, shitty job by the way yeah she doesn't it's not great at what she does she does a quick clean but it's just about her life as a maid down in the caverns of the barbarian house it's called maid darian something what? No, I can't. Anyway, I didn't write that down. I don't know if you could tell. Pretty good, though. This is all from the, the tip of my hat. Look, you're in the movie. Made you're, a character. you're a character. Oh, God. Make it stop. What shape does your performance take? That's a good question, Nick. Are you, you got one? Yeah, but it's your turn to go first. You want me to go first? I can't. I'm I, on first I, every I, time. I, have to use, I use your time of you saying good things so I can think of something. I'm a rep for 23 and Me. And I've gotten their results in from the uh, family, and I'm sweating bullets, oh, man. Because I'm reading these reports, and I'm I'm drenched with sweat. 
how is this guy his own grandmother? Your family tree is just like a cum shot. Like, if I'm reading this correctly, the matriarch, also the third uncle, mm-hmm. also the brother. It doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm shitting my pants. And then, like, there's somebody on the mother's side who's also on the father's side and the brother's mm-hmm. side. This tells me, like, this document tells me this guy ejaculated himself. Like, this doesn't compute. There's, like... Sure. And, and he's just pulling his hair out because he's going through all the reports and he's going into... Excel and he's dragging shit around and doing all these metrics, trying to figure out, you know, graphs, pie charts. You know, he's I don't understand how the fuck this makes any sense. Like, how the hell does the 23andMe test let me know that this guy came while punching? But here it is, the result. And so he's just afraid to call. He doesn't want to have to show up at Barbary Lane with these results. And then he sees the news, wipes that big old sweat off, dumps that shit into the... Recycle bin. Does he? Yeah. Is it an electronic file? Is he dragging to the recycle bin? Or it's actually, it's really cool. Out? Like, they, the, the CGI budget of this mm-hmm. film is just him dragging that file over. <laughs> and then he empties the trash, and then when you hear the sound of the trash emptying, it cuts back to Richard Brake's lifeless eyes, and there's just like mm-hmm. a, a slight twinkle. Because his last m- move on Earth was to send a, a, a jar of his own live to a lab we didn't need this much um that's there's a reason that we sent by the way i don't Q-tip. think 23 me has you sent a load to him i don't <laughs> well you know it's optional what do you do kiss, what do you, kiss what a they, spoon what do you do what do you do on i think you uh you just uh rub a q-tip against the inside of your cheek ass cheek i don't know like you i think it's, have they think been, it's that simple like, you swab your cheek i think brown wall hey brown wall do you think um, 23andMe missed a huge opportunity by, say, by saying, find out about your genealogy, also we caught the Green River Killer? <laughs> those, what do you mean? You know, the, 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 the freaking, you know, the, the Midnight Rapist or whatever his name was. That's yeah, how you yeah, get caught. Helped, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would use that yeah, in my marketing. Always... It's like, we, don't send us your stuff in case. Because we may unlock yeah. a villain in your family that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, I mean, that's happened a lot. And they never saw it, that there's coming. There's never good dude. news. It's never people just people just want to find out if they are like their ancestors were like, you know, any like like in, in Ireland Pharaoh or something. Ramses. Yeah, and then they find out that oh, no, your your dad was the Zodiac, and also you you're descended from us, like a couple ancestors from Australia, right, or something. Anyway, they didn't actually. They didn't. So mine is this, Nick. I live in one of the houses around this. I'm one of the homeless people there. My character. And I live in one of the houses, like the burnt down, wrecked houses that have like exposed inside the skeletons. And I'm in there in a hammock, and I'm just swinging sad, bummed out, super depressed, super sad. And then, like the monster comes shrieking out at night, and I'm just like, well, guess I'm chopped liver. Guess I, I'm not baby material or mm-hmm. something. She just doesn't even, you know, like she's always just screams. Always a bridesmaid. Always screams wherever house I'm staying in that night because I move around because I'm trying to get her attention. You know, I got like flashlights, I got little Pez out, I saw ET, I got little Reese's pieces. I'm trying to attract her to me. I say goo goo gaga. She always goes the opposite direction, she avoids me. At one point, she looks me dead in the eye and just says no, super rejection. (laughs) You know, she's not interested. I'm not baby material, man. You must be in the I'm corner. In a, I'm in a diaper. I'm in a diaper. I made a diaper out of a pillowcase. I'm just, I'm trying hard. Mm-hmm. Nothing I do. And I see her dragging Justin along around. I'm like, it's not cool. You know, what's a man got to do? 
She likes hard to get. No, she's not interested, man. She likes when you play hard to get. You haven't unlocked yeah. her secret. Uh, that's true. I need to do some reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah you got to play her game. I mean, that's that's you know, it's the whole thing. That's why you've never seen a, a, a wildebeest sheepishly walk backwards at a lion's mouth. Lion won't eat it. That's it's true. Not interested. Like she splits open Justin Long's head, and I say, uh, "Nice going, mom." She's like, "Don't ever." You're dead that's to what me. She says, "Yeah, don't ever." My tits go dry when I see you. It's a shame. All right. Um, look, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with Barbarian. God. Hey, spend that hard-earned. We should rate how I'm doing so far on these. Most people listening would be like, same as usual. I'd, I'm going to go first on this one. I would get a Richard Brake break. So uh, shaped as his face, you can put it over your uh, brake pad mm-hmm. or your, you know. Brake pedal. And then brake pedal and just, and brake pads. Why not? Get a little Richard brake pedal uh, cover right. of his face. What do you think? I mean, it's fine. We'll make it for 10 speeds as well. I, we're gonna, don't have to stick to cars. Neither did Paul in a poor is Kova. You know those little brakes that like right. kind of clasp your tire? Right. Just picture Richard Brake's face, and then those are his little arms. Man, I, that'll be weird for me in my car because I might get confused because I got on the right, I got Kyle Gas. It's going to oh. be like... Sometimes they look alike in the dark. I'm like, oh, I just stepped on the gas pedal, but it was the brake pedal. Fair enough. And I was in a horrifying wreck. <laughs> Can you imagine in a horrible wreck, your your body shattered and burnt, but the, you know, thankfully the, the those pads are flame retardant. They peek in and they see, yeah, Kyle Gas and Richard Brake's face. Like, OnStar is talking me through my fucking rearview mirror. I'm like, I stepped on Kyle Gas instead of Richard Brake. And they uh, they detonate my car from the fucking home base. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> that, well, there is a good idea here. Did, did, I've never seen those customized. Somebody has to do it. You know, put a cover on those on the accelerator mm-hmm. or in the. Maybe if you have an older car, you can get like a Richard Shift. Yeah, this is a, actually turning to be a, a pretty good idea. Right. We should approach these actors. Have they ever considered? You got your Donald Glove compartment. There's a lot of cool things you can do. <laughs> you get your Barry <laughs> Manifold. <laughs> can you imagine you celeb out your car? Skin that shit? Get the fathead people. Get them on the phone. <laughs> uh, Fleck, Affleck on the rear view? I know it's a stretch. <laughs> oh, okay. A little town reference. All right. Mm-hmm. You, you went first. Um, I'm good. So... I mean, obviously, you know, they have these those uh, exercise bicycles now where they're interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peloton? For example, as, a, as one brand, if you, if, you, if you want to be a brand whore, yes, you could say Peloton, but there are others. Or they have that thing mm-hmm. that's the mirror that you could punch at the mirror and you could, it'll talk to you and you'll do exercises. And there's, if you spend some money, you can have even more elaborate things. So what I have, I have created a fitness uh, program. It's a running program. Sure. But there's no screen oh. in front of you. There's a screen behind you, and you're running. And it, there's a little, you know, like you have like a little rear view. That's all you got is a rear view with Affleck on mm-hmm. it. And mother is chasing you, and you and the and it's a running app, and that's sure. how they, they get your juices going is you're running from the mother. This isn't bad. It's a great idea. Yeah. It's actually it, it's, it gets your endorphins going, gets your heart rate up, and if you actually don't complete the the, the course, the machine will stop. And it'll slow down, and it'll and it'll kind of give a cool down time. It'll let you kind of gather your thoughts. It's like I did, sure. I failed, and the machine will berate you. 
Uh, and if you fail three times in a row, the real mother comes through from behind and rips your tendons out one by one. Doesn't try to nurse you? It's just the size that you're to be killed? It just rips tendons. Oh, man, that sucks. It kind of reminds me of those running apps. They have, like, these zombie running apps. Do they really? Where you can... I think so, and then you run, and then... I don't know if it's an app, but it, it's an app, but it's... I don't know how it works, but I think it's... You're supposed to... You're keeping a pace, I think, ahead of zombies so in that. Fucking zombies, man. They gamify it, man. They, they trick you. They trick you into becoming healthier. It's a good idea. You, you have the same idea, and you're, and you're ripping it. Well, because it's not original so You have the same idea, and you're ripping the... Okay, I see. Okay, you're disappointed. And you could skin it out. Like, you can get, you could download new skins for this. I hope so. Yeah. Like, you, maybe another movie comes out that's got, like, Voorhees. You could have Jason. Or you can have Harvey Weinstein with a Rager chase. You could have, like, all sorts of cool things chasing you, right? Can I get a timeout real quick to talk about my experience with the Friday the 13th game, which I started to replay? Okay. It's, I, I decided it's the only thing I've ever been good at. I'm good at that game, okay? I'm good. And so last night, people were annoying me because they were talking all the time like just like you know, the, a lot of times they'll play their tv or radio real loud you hear it coming over your speakers or what you know the tv anyway or they'll say dumb things mean things and so i just started i just started saying that jason with jason was trash i was like he's just trash he's amateur you know just was the dumb things you know just like saying harmless dumb things about jason and they got jason the guy playing jason got so angry at me and so as he was trying to kill me i said and he was Rip me, I said, I'm not criticizing you and your playing. You're great. I'm just criticizing the character of Jason. He's trash, and his moves are boring. And then he did, he did finally kill me, and, I, and I, when he killed me, his finishing move, like he crunched me against a wall. I said, that's so pedestrian. You should have done something different. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good at that game. I know I just decided, I told you I got killed, but my smack talking was targeting me. Usually I can... Are you better as a radar. Jason or as a person? I don't want to play Jason. I don't. I'm pretty good at Jason, but I don't want to play him. I want to play the counselor. And I play one counselor in particular. He's overweight. People call me fat. That's okay. I love that character. He's smart. He can fix things quickly. Mm-hmm. I got all the great perks. I'm good, man. I'll show you. You want to see it? I played that game briefly when it came out. It's pretty. I played it a lot. It's the thing I'm good at. Anyway, you're sorry. You're a, you're you can, you can clap it podcaster. up. You got to incorporate a little bit of Oof. mother. I mean, a little bit of barbarian into your everyday life, you know. Let it absorb sure. through oh, you. Yeah. Mantra, ritual, something. What shape would that mm-hmm. take? I'm going to name myself after one of the actors in the film. AJ? Justin Long. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take his, I'm going to take Justin's first, Justin Long's first, and I'm going to take his name. Mm-hmm. And I am, that's, I am going to do that. I'm no longer the Justin that my parents gave me. I'm taking Justin Long, his version of Justin. That is now me. That's, that's the Justin I go by now. Sounds the same. But I, I am now renewed. That is, I've taken Justin Long's name. I've taken his first name. It's pretty good. I, I, I threw the other one out. The the, the yeah. original Justin that I've had for 50 years. The one that was good at Friday the 13th? Bye-bye. It's gone. Now, I'm just, just, now I just know me as Justin, please. How I've incorporated this is now, as a, as a titanium elite traveler, mm-hmm. I don't make a reservation without calling ahead and speaking to the manager saying, will I have to breastfeed from a lunatic on this stay? <laughs> and the, 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 the phone will go dead quiet. I'll say, not a deal breaker. I just got to know. <laughs> and if they say yes, I, need, I say... I need to prepared. Yeah, if they say yes, you will. I say, well, well how's your coffee? Sure, sure, Coffee's good. All right. Well, sign me up for that. Let me mammary out. All right, look. You're on an island, man. You've been all these many years gathering to brief various films. It's time to take, time to take something from Barbarian. We can get in under the wire. That'd be great. I 
have no idea about this because I can't remember stuff to take from this film. Let me just give me one second. I know there was a knife at one point that some character. See, I, I was torn because as was Justin Long, because he will not be needing his rental car. So that Mm-mm. I could take that. But you know, I'm thinking Island Life, as great and 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 exotic as it can be. I I, I assume there's going to be doldrums. You know, either maybe you get go through a heat wave and it's tough, or maybe you go through a monsoon season. And how yeah. do you get through those moments? So what I've done is I, I have hollowed out a little section of, of, a, of a mountain, uh, ran some electricity in there, and I have transposed. I've got my own little video store. Okay. Like a bunch of video cassettes, oh, VCR, God. TV, little screening room. Hmm. And you'll be I on like your this. island, and you'll hear me through my makeshift PA saying, one breast at 7 o'clock, you know, basically inviting all who want to come, you know, I'll make some, some popcorn, hmm. you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze out a couple of Twizzlers, you know. Red vines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't take I don't suggestions and recommendations. You can't take, you can't do that stuff. You haven't taken those. We can only do things from movies. You can't. Where's the popcorn and the Twizzlers coming from? You haven't taken those. I said squeeze out. In 200 episodes. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> you, <laughs> it, you less not ask the recipe. Best not ask. <laughs> the popcorn? You don't want to. Don't want to. It's insulting to the chef. This feel. This tastes like. This tastes like the lining from Georgie's jacket, covered in sweetened material. No, you can't know. You can't know. But you are invited. Not a successful the- theater, I imagine. Even on an island with one person. Are you are you are you plopping down in a, in a wicker whatever like a palm tree made chair and watching these films spool? Who knows? Unspool? What what is the equivalent for VHS tape? It's not unspool, right? I guess it kind of is. It doesn't matter. I'm zoom in that hard. What would I take? That's a good question. I think I'd be kicking back with some of that that wine. Remember they had a bottle of wine with a little ribbon on it. Mm-hmm. It was a little present to um, which is crazy. Holy shit. Nobody's, nobody's going to buy them hey, wine for staying there. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. You and I have been to the movie theaters together twice in, in two weeks. Both movies feature yeah. somebody receiving a gift-wrapped wine, and both movies feature a guy fumbling a gun out of their use. What was the other movie? What, Fletch. what other movie? He receives a bottle of wine just like they did in he this. He does. And there's a phone. Yeah, he fumbles the gun into the water. And the right. police are dicks and flat. Like, it's perfect. There's crossover. There's so much in common. Except Barbarian's a hit. Yeah, it's, I get the wine. But you know me, Nick. Can't drink. Can I? I can't drink wine, right? So you just got... But I do like the look. So I, I just have, you know, water or coconut milk in there. Whatever. That's what I'm sipping out. Well, and then covering the glass so you can't tell that I don't have a red liquid in there. I just covering the glass with my hands and just drinking it weird so it looks like I'm drinking wine. You know, there's another drink receptacle in the movie you could have taken. Don't even. Richard Brake's room? <laughs> taking that. Oh. Surprised it actually wasn't taken by you. Did you forget about it until now? Why would I buy something I can make myself? Why would I bring. <laughs> it takes. Like that, it looks like it takes a while, but we are trapped on these islands or whatever. So I guess you get a good head start on that. Yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. But I, I pr- you know, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have the uh, the diligence and work ethic to fill it. That's great to hear. So when you're announcing these films, right, you got Irish accent, one breast, like these horrible titles. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the day to hear you scream a certain 
title at me. And I do. Finally, I'm, I'm drinking my fake water wine. And I finally hear it. And I start to paddle towards your island desperately to make it in time for the showing of Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> The coldest line, a loaded gun for boldness. His crystal blue eyes are empty. I want to know what Lefty Shadows never spill their peace 